Hey everybody, it is Tuesday, February 7th, and this is the Manimal telling you about Texas Rangers with the boys. Today, Kevin and I are going to answer some questions about the upcoming season on Texas Rangers with the boys. And welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, and this is your boy Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. You can find me on socials at... Kevin Lee Frazier, F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. I am your co-host. Really excited to introduce um, a man who I have no really cool introductory phrase that I haven't used before yet for him, but but he is 300 pounds or or even more since it's uh, the winter season. Um, yeah, some bulking. Bulking season. The 300-pound manimal, a.k.a. bull, my co-host, Co-host with the most pairs of Zubaz pants of anyone I know. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, buddy, how are you doing? And where can they find you on this wide world of social media? Uh, I'm uh, I'm doing fantastic today, if you must know. I'm wearing a, a green, navy, blue, and white Zubaz. Mm-hmm. If you were wondering, I don't mm, know if you were. I knew. Well, I mean, I'm not. And I'm not shocked, like at all, that you're wearing Zubat. No, no, no. There. Well, there isn't a day I don't want to be caught without them. You know. I mm. mean, I'd like. Mm. I'd like everyone to know. Good. That, uh, good. You good. know that they, they that they sponsor me and and take care of me on the back end of selling some gimmicks. Ooh, <laughs> brother. Ooh, ooh. Ooh, gimmicks, brother, 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 yeah. brother, brother, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not whoa. a wrestling show about whoa. the 80s. So. No, we're, it could be, though. Like, if we were ever going to do a wrestling show about any era, it would definitely be about the 80s and probably something to do with Bill Watts. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, that would be probably my ideal wrestling show. Nice. But this no. is not a wrestling show. It is not a wrestling show. This is a baseball show. Yeah. And more specifically, not just a baseball show, a right. baseball show about the Texas Rangers. Yes. And if you want to hear me talk about the Texas Rangers on Twitter, I mean, I guess you wouldn't hear me talk. I mean, like, see what I have to say. Splitting hairs. Splitting hairs, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Manimal Bull. Uh, if you want to see what hat. I'm wearing it at any mm. particular time. You can go to Instagram and at Manimal 300. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the Manimal 300 came about because I just put 300 on the back end instead of the front end. Mm. I don't know if you put that together or not. Oh, wow. And then uh, um, on on the TikTok, okay. before it gets banned in Texas, you can find okay. me at Bull Pro. And on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Facebook, you can. Yeah. That's probably where I'll, I'll I'll spend the most time talking about somewhat real life stuff. So that's okay. boring. Okay. That's boring stuff. It and, is uh, boring. Also, real quick, uh, uh, a real big uh, rest in peace um, to a good friend of ours. Yeah. Who was uh, a part of what we were a part of as wrestling trainees. Yeah. And a guy that was a part of that family. Uh, uh, Blake Gidry okay. or uh, Big Dozer. Yeah. Um, we, we all loved him. I always remember looking forward to going to those Arizona and Louisiana shots 
to see him. So yeah. I just want to say to his family, uh, my deepest and sincerest condolences because uh, Blake was a really good guy and, and we yeah. all liked him a whole bunch. Absolutely. Same here. I, I just uh, mirror those sentiments and just send out prayers to his, uh, to his family and, you know, just a great guy and a guy who always supported, uh, supported us, you know, us personally, yeah, everything we did. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, we don't, you don't always get, you don't find that very often, uh, in, in the world, uh, the competitive world of sports or entertainment. So, um, yeah, big, uh, big condolences to him, to his family and, um, you know, sending out prayers and, you know, definitely a loss. So, um, well, not really the easiest thing to segue from, but no, yeah, no, but uh, we got stuff. We we gotta we, we got the show. Stuff. The show will go on, and he would want the show to go on. Absolutely, and uh, so um, you know, today I don't know. You said that we had some questions. We did, but before we get to those questions, we do have some questions. But before we get there, there was some. There was literally almost no news today uh, in Major League no, Baseball. Yeah. Hardly nothing. Hardly nothing. So the hot stove was not hot. Uh, no, at this point, at this point, uh, the burners are off. But yeah. the, uh, you know, that's that little red button that's still on when it says that, like, the, the stove top is still a little yeah. warm. Yeah. That's that's where we're at right now, you know. Yeah. So there's not much going on. Yeah. I imagine that we'll, uh, we'll have some to talk about right as mm. spring training shows up and mm-hmm. – as those first couple of weeks, there's still some platoon guys out there and some right. back in, some bullpen guys. Well, so yeah, the goal, uh, yeah, I think the big Boba the biggest story, yeah, the biggest story that I, that I could find anywhere was they uh, they picked up those arbiters up in Toronto, mm-hmm. and uh, Boba Shet will uh, will not have to they won't have to worry about him the Dark next Horse. several years. Yeah, Dark Horse man. MVP right there. Yeah, I think he has a real chance to, yeah, to have a big season. So the signing of uh, the signing of Brian Garcia uh, didn't do any to a minor league contract. Didn't do anything for nah, you, for Houston. Nah. No? Yeah, no. But no. who knows? At the end of the year, maybe like the biggest move that Houston made all year. Yeah, well, the guy he'll either he's either gonna trophy. he's either gonna blow the blow everybody away and get a two ERA with you know killer strikeouts or he's going to just walk everybody he won't and give up make, eight, eight yeah, runs he, an inning. He won't make the team. Yeah, he won't make the team <laughs> if that happens. So. But we got a couple uh, of those guys on the Rangers too. So, um, Well, speaking of the Rangers, speaking of the Rangers, uh, we kind of went back and forth a little bit today what we were going to talk about. And uh, what we came down to was that there are a few questions that we wanted to talk about. Um, the, the conversation about who is the best Ranger at any position uh, can definitely uh, just can, can be an open-ended conversation that we can always go back to. But right now I felt like we had a few questions that we wanted to ask uh, as it related to the team uh, in the upcoming year. And I, I actually, the one that I want to start off with is almost kind of just piggybacking off of what we talked about uh, last show. And that is going to be which players on this team will be the most impacted by the new rules that we talked about uh, that we talked about yesterday. And Bull, I'm going to turn this one over to you because I'm sure you've got a few people that, that you want to talk about as it relates to that. Well, I feel like 
on the Rangers when it comes to the shift mm-hmm. that uh, Corey Seager is probably going to benefit the most from it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if anybody... I mean, I know everybody kind of gets shifted and mm-hmm. everybody... Kinda, but I think he was probably the the most affected by the shift last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really particularly know if the Rangers have any slow movers when it comes to rotation pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's going like, I don't know if the 15 second or 20 second pitch clock is going to affect any of the pitchers. Mm-hmm. I really don't know. I don't know who they have that are that I don't know a lot about, Heaney and uh, um, Evaldi and how they're, you know, I don't know if they're slow guys or if they're, mm. you know, I don't know. They may pitch like the, the parking meters running out front. I don't know. you know, Right, they, right. Uh, but those are the guys, that, I think the guys that pitch slow and that work slow are mm-hmm. going to be the most affected by the pitch clock. And, um, and you know, I don't know that any of the pitchers are going to be affected too much. You know, honestly, I think it may help the pitchers more than anything else whenever mm-hmm. a base runner gets on and they can't just constantly throw it over there because I feel like sometimes some pitchers lose their command mm-hmm. when they get so worried about those pitchers or those those runners on, on base, mm-hmm. and sometimes they lose their command. And it may, it may help them when they're not as worried about the base runner or they're keeping them close. Um, you know, pitching instead of keeping them close by throwing over. And um, because I know what we talked about stolen bases, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know that the stolen bases in the, if they have more stolen bases this year, that it's going to be on pitch or it, that it's going to be on catchers. I think it's going to be on pitchers more than catchers. Okay. And I don't know, you know, six inches is a, is, a little bit, but it's not a ton. Like, I mean, guys, I don't know how much faster they're getting to a bag six inches closer. You know, I don't know. I don't know it, how much. It you doesn't know, seem it, like a lot, but I, I'd be willing to bet you that it that it's going to affect. And again, I think I think it's going to be something that is going to get tried out a lot in spring training, actually, because there's a lot less risk. Uh, and it's going to get tried out a lot just in uh, practice and just really seeing like, you know, what, what it looks like for, for these teams, uh, especially coming out of, you know, just coming into going into the camp. So I think that's going to be a big starting point. And I think if the, if teams start to notice that there is a distinct advantage for a guy like say Bubba Thompson uh, or Josh Smith, or even a Simeon, uh, Marcus Simeon or Adolis Garcia, which are kind of the guys that steal bases for the Rangers. If there's an advantage there to be had, and these guys are tough to throw out, um, I can only imagine why you wouldn't uh, try to take those extra bases. Um, so again, I, I would say that it, it it all really depends on kind of really what what kind of data. And again, uh, I, I, know, I know there's a lot of people that love or hate the data, but what kind of data you're going to get uh, from spring training and from practice uh, as to see, you know, what difference is it really going to make? Well, and, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If it benefits, I want to say that this is going to benefit Bubba Thompson, but mm-hmm. you know, literally, like it all it all relies on him getting on base for it to benefit mm-hmm. him at all. So it always it's always going to come back to those biggest um, 
factors for these players to get mm-hmm. to these rules in the first place. So, um, you know, I, I want to say that, uh, you know, Bubba Thompson may be affected in a positive way for it, whereas a guy like uh, Brock Burke may be affected in a negative way um, because of the, the, you know, how he throws and how, you know, I mean, and I'm not saying I'm just taking Brock Burke, for example. Yeah. I don't know that, the, you know, him for certain. But, mm-hmm. you know, and when you're a guy that comes in out of the bullpen with runners on base and stuff like that, I mean, you know, not having those extra pickoff moves now or being able to throw the ball over at your leisure, I mean, mm-hmm. you know. Well, let's, it, let's, just, let's look at a couple of things. So when I was pulling up some of the stats here, I pulled up Bubba Thompson and I also pulled up um, uh, Corey Seager just because those are guys that we were – kind of just throwing their names around. Of course, I was going to until uh, Fangraphs uh, totally melted down on me. Um, but what I noticed was is both of those guys actually are pretty big-time pull hitters. And so um, Bubba Thompson pulled at the same rate as uh, as Corey Seager, which was ahead, you know, right around the 42%, which is around the league average. Um and so what I think it's going to do is, is you're going to see a guy like Bubba Thompson possibly get, cause he was kind of hitting the ball a lot on the ground. Uh, he wasn't really staying back too much and, and hitting a lot of those, you know, kind of getting on top of the ball. I think mm-hmm. that could really work to his advantage because he's going to find some more holes to the right side uh, or I'm sorry, to the, uh, yeah, to the left side, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he well, might find uh, some more holes and that might actually help his, uh, on base percentage. And again, you know, what's crazy. Like I still, it still staggers me to look because even last year, you know, when he was not necessarily an on base machine, um, the guy had 19 stolen bases and, and three, uh, or I'm sorry, that was his projections. I'm sorry, but the guy had a ton of stolen bases. Uh, let me go pull the number up real quick. Of course, having was, some, I think it was 14. I think he had 14 stolen, bases 18, the guy 18, had 18 okay. stolen bases in 55 games. And that was, I mean, that's that's only with a three oh two on base percentage. Yeah, well, and that's why I say, I mean, he's got to get on base. You know, that's yeah. going to be the biggest thing. And you know, if he gets one or two extra um, mm-hmm. ground ball infield hits in a week, that's going to be a big difference in his average. So yep. you know, I mean, and like we say, you know, if he can get on first base, he he's pretty likely he can get on second base. And like right. we've said, that they have kind of uh, what's, uh, you know, they've changed up the rules for base runners. So yeah. he's got that opportunity. Yeah. And, and again, I think it does help a couple of other guys. Uh, you know, I, I don't think uh, Josh Smith is blazing speed, but he does have good speed. And yeah, he he's has a smart speed. base. Well, he's a smart base runner too. Like he's actually really good on the base paths. So it may not show up in stolen bases, um, but it might show up in runs scored. You know, uh, it might help a guy like that put a little more extra, put a little extra pressure uh, on the defense. So there, there are some of these guys that have the. And and, and again, and one well, more yeah. guy, Adolis Garcia, uh, a guy that's super aggressive in everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he yeah, smells yeah, blood. It may hurt like him. Who knows? Right, but if he smells blood, he's going for it. So if he, I, I feel like if he sees the opportunity to, you know, steal more bases and be more aggressive on the base paths. Um, and, and he can, you know, actually get get some some results out of it. I think he's definitely going to be somebody that that could could definitely benefit from this, too. 
Um, and I think Marcus Simeon probably will too. He yeah. um, he may actually benefit the most as a base stealer from this mm-hmm. because he may be the only one of those guys that we talked about besides Garcia um, that plays on a full-time basis mm-hmm. because there's no guarantee that Josh Smith or Bubba Thompson are going to get on mm-hmm. a base enough to, to justify playing in that left field role. And, right. you know, I mean, they're, they're inviting a lot of guys to try out there in left field. So we'll just have to kind of see what happens. Well, um, and looking at, uh, looking at Simeon too, just again, we're kind of just back and forth here. Hopefully that's okay. Hopefully it sounds good. Um, but you know, Simeon was pull, pulled the ball the last two years, uh, at a 46 and a 51%, uh, percentage. So he's a big time pull hitter too. So again, I think his batting average, um, and really just in general, I think he's going to benefit a lot from it more than maybe I thought he would until I saw those numbers. Um, so I, I again, I, I, I see, I see some Rangers hitters definitely um, benefiting. I wish I had a little more data to answer the question about, um, you know, which guys are the pitchers. Uh, I would say the the yeah, pitchers, the, you know, but, the, and and that really there is probably isn't any data outside of like game times and, and that they pitch in, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there probably isn't a, a data for a guy that pitches slow or, or a stat for it, you know, that, that, um, it, it's probably, there's probably data on it, but there probably isn't a stat for, a oh, guy there'll be a stat slow for it. Or, there'll be a stat but, for yeah, next well, year. maybe five or 10 years <laughs> off. Though, who knows? <laughs> yeah. They, but these, these guys will find a way to, uh, to get, to get a, to get a pitch count off of these guys or to figure this out, especially given all the, the, the stuff that's going on. Um, so what do you think the left, cause I think with the lefties, you know, obviously lefties always had an advantage um, holding base runners on, especially cause they're sitting there facing first base. Um, I think, I think those guys might actually, it might benefit them just because they already have a kind of inherent, uh, you know, benefit. I think the right-handers who have to have their back to first base um, are going to really probably be the, what be the guys that get tested the most. Um, I will be interested to see as, as the year goes on, like how much they're, how much they get tested uh, as opposed to um, the right-handers. And if you look at Martin Perez, Perez picked off uh, six guys last year and nine guys in 2019. So he's a pretty good, uh, he's a pretty good guy at uh, getting runners, getting runners off uh, the base paths and picking people off. So um you know, I, I would say for him, it might be a benefit just because as where other guys that are righties are probably going to get tested more guys from the left side might, that have good moves and have shown that they can pick people off might be guys that get tested a little bit less, especially early in the season when they're kind of feeling their way through all this stuff. Well, and those guys also probably are going to uh, not benefit from only having two throwovers too, though. Right, a lot right, of those, right. and, and and you never know; it might be something that they benefit from. You just never know. I mean, we'll have to see how it plays out this year, yeah. um, because it could benefit them in the fact that they don't throw over there a whole lot. So when they do, mm-hmm. they're kind of catching guys off guard, mm-hmm. or it may not have the benefit because a lot of those guys catch up sleeping after a couple of throwovers. Right, right. You know, like I think really the the biggest thing though is is. At the end of the year, I mean, shouldn't every baseball game be about an hour and 26 minutes long, right? <laughs> that's really what we're trying to do. I mean, that's, 
that's really at the end of the day, right? That's what this is all about is to, to, to make baseball shorter. So, I mean, you know, like when you take their hour of commercials that they have to have in for the mm-hmm. nine out, the nine innings. Yep. I mean, and then you uh, you basically want baseball to be a game that's about an hour and 15 to an hour and 20 minutes long. That's what they're looking for because they want it to be over inside three hours. So, I mean, you're looking at baseball trying to, to get it to be under two hours of nine innings of baseball. I just don't – I think, you know, I mean, uh, again, I think the biggest problem with time in baseball is that 54 minutes that – they have to get those commercials in. And I understand that that pays for baseball too. So, you know, I mean, don't try and shorten the game. I, I don't think the game is too long. I don't think the game is that broken. Mm-hmm. I think that, uh, you know, I, I, I think they're, they're grasping at straws on these rules, but hopefully, you know, if we can get everything over in, in two hours and 25 minutes, I mean, I'd be fine with that. Right. Right. Well, I think, I think we've kind of beat, uh, beat the, beat the, beat the dead horse. But before, we move on or before I go to the next uh, fact check myself here um, just to let you guys know that that was not the right statistic uh, for pickoffs. In fact, the um, major league or the national league leader in pickoffs last year was Taiwan Walker, uh, but also up there was Sandy Alicantra. Um, so I, I don't believe that, uh, that was the actual pickoff statistic for Martin Perez. So you guys, I'll, I'll find that number somewhere. And uh, I'm only getting the national league leaders right now, but uh, we'll find out. We'll find out. So we and get while, that correct info. And we'll, while we're fact checking ourselves last night, uh, I said that uh, Fernando Valenzuela had a no hitter. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he did have a no hitter in 1990 against mm-hmm. the uh, Cardinals. So, Mm. So that oh, was so oh, yeah we, we talked while, about that yeah we didn't we didn't ever get checking. back to it do we do we need to do we need to let let everybody know about our Nate our Nate Lowe oh yeah that we we got we got worked by the the Niz eight Leah's Bria's other she gives out his gives out Bria's other yeah we got we got we got worked uh, Nate we Lowe I, I, well you know we were grasping for straws at so many stories and it said TMZ on the report it is what it is you know yeah, it, nobody it happens died. that's the good it, it nobody happens. died because we got, of we our got, podcast we got one more question yeah we well we got it looks what? like we got it but before we do that let's talk a little bit about our uh, sponsor for the show absolutely hey and I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna run this out here real quick first sure just before we talk about March 31st, I wanted to let everybody know that the, every Monday in March, the Manimal will be at Buffalo Brothers in Sundance Square. Okay. And I know that I said that March 31st will be the only day that I'll talk wrestling. Okay. But all four of those dates before on Monday, I will be talking wrestling over at Buffalo Brothers. And uh, I just wanted to give everybody that heads up and let people know that if you do want to come and talk wrestling with me, you can at Buffalo Brothers on the every Monday in March. Well, and you can also talk Texas Rangers baseball with him as well. You can't miss him. Texas Ranger hat, lots of hair, big beard, 300 pounds, looks like a manimal, sounds like a manimal, it's a manimal. So, uh, and you know what, man, I, I'm, I'm going to commit to at least making a couple of those, uh, coming over there and having a pizza or a wing, or have some wings and, 
you know, show a little support to uh, to Matt War Pro and to uh, Texas Roughhouse Wrestling, who are our sponsors for uh, this this podcast. And uh, again, they are having their event on March 31st. But you can uh, before get uh, some Texas Rangers with the boys uh, person to person uh, at Buffalo Brothers the, every Monday in March. But the actual event will be March 31st. Uh, and it is WrestleMania weekend for wrestling fans and just the last weekend of March for everybody else. And uh, come out to Martin House Brewery and then uh, enjoy some a night of professional wrestling and a night of some baseball talk if you sit next to me. And also, uh, there will be crowning a Trinity River Heritage Champion that night. So really exciting event. Uh, we'll keep telling you about the event as it as it comes a little closer. Any details that come out, as you see, it's been a it's been an ongoing process uh, because of uh, sponsors and different people uh, getting involved with this show. So again, thank and you. We'll, uh, go ahead. We'll have a full list of those sponsors before the show, and uh, also um, he said that it would be a full night of wrestling and uh, Rangers baseball. But also, don't forget that that Martin House Brewery. They throw down some mighty awesome beers. There some you go. Weird stuff. Some stuff that you never thought you'd like. You'd mm. like. So. Ah. Well, so let's get into our second question before we, I think we had three. The second question that, that, that we kind of mulled over was, what is this bullpen? And this is a good one. What is this bullpen going to look like when they break camp? Because there are a lot of names. Well, I I think that the there's some for sure guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's Brock, knock them out. Let's knock Brock the for Burke sure guys is out. Definitely going to be on okay. that on that uh, in that bullpen. Okay, Leclerc's um, going to be in there. Leclerc is definitely going to be in that bullpen. Hernandez um, is going to be in there. Hernandez is going to definitely be in that bullpen. Okay. Um, Odorizzi. Odorizzi is probably without – I mean, he's going to be most likely. I'm not going to put him 100% in that bullpen because I He's going to be on the team. But as of right now, I think that Odorizzi will start the season for sure on the Rangers. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be on the team. I um, think – He's going to get a shot. He's, he's kind of their insurance policy for, for starting pitching as well. I think Taylor Hearn is probably going to. Uh, I would. I would give him a really good chance of being on opening day, probably yep. in the in the nineties. Yep. I would also say Joe Barlow probably is on the team, okay. and then that leaves what two spots? Yeah, two spots. Yeah, um, yeah. I yeah. wouldn't be mad that if those two spots went to Danny Duffy and Ian Kennedy. Okay. Um. So your your spores your spores. I don't think Spores I, – I just don't know that he's consistent enough to make the team. I just really nice. don't, and he didn't do anything last year. That, But, you know, you know how it is with bullpens. They're year to year. This okay. year he may come out firing and, you know, I mean, because if he doesn't make the team, that's going to be his roster spot. Yeah. Because if, they he doesn't have any options, so he has to clear waivers to go to the minor leagues. So yeah. if he doesn't make the team, I mean that's his roster spot. So I just don't, I don't know a hundred percent though that he's going to make the team. And then mm-hmm. I also don't know that you know when when it comes down to it, if it's going to be Ian Kennedy and mm-hmm. and those guys, it may be it may be a Dane Dunning or a Glenn Otto or a Cole yeah. uh, Cole Raggins or Spencer Howard. 
that make the team. Yeah. It may be one well, of those guys. Well, you've also got uh, you got John King, you got Yuri Rodriguez. Both those guys are on the forty man too. Well, those guys are on the forty. Um, and then you've also, like we talked about before, Reyes Moranta. Uh-huh. Um, we yep, like yep. Kyle Cody. Yep. You know, those are guys that might make the team too. So I'm not going to 100% put uh, Danny Duffy and Ian Kennedy on the team, but yep. I think those are going to be the guys that will leave with uh, with the team. Yeah, so there's – so and let's talk about a few more uh, maybe outside chance guys. We, we – uh, we got, you know, we got a, let's see, I'm going to sneak. No, don't I don't forget. think anybody else on that non-roster invite. Like, I think the well, closest thing, Kyle Cody. What about uh, Glenn, Glenn Otto or Dane Dunning? I mean, yeah, I, 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 I mean, like I said, those guys, those two guys, they might be on there. It might be Spencer Howard, maybe yep. Cole Raggins. But um, for the most part, it, yeah, it may be John King or Yerry Rodriguez, but I really, really doubt it. I, I don't think those guys are going to start the season in the in in the bullpen. They're right. probably going to be one or two of the first guys up. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see some of these guys clearing waivers and guys going to AAA outright. But uh, you know, I mean, if, if it's like Kennedy and Duffy, those guys are going to elect free agent over going to minor right. league, and so. Yeah, I would say it's probably, you know, if it's not Duffy and Kennedy, um, Kyle Cody's another guy that it might be, Reyes Maranta. Um, uh-huh. But I think the rest of those non-roster invite guys are probably, they'd have to do something really remarkable. And a mm-hmm. lot of those guys have uh, options and are on, you know, that don't have to be on the 40-man roster and don't have to clear waivers. So right. know, some of them are just going to get sent to the minor leagues and, then, you know, some of them have to clear waivers and some of them aren't going to go to take minor league assignments. So, right. you know, just baseball stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, I, I think I, I, I like where they're at though, because they have options and they're not kind of backed into a corner. Um, yeah. They don't have to take any of those non-roster invite guys that they have. They can, they mm-hmm. can go all 40 man roster got dudes and not have to lose anybody. But, you know, there's non-roster – there's guys on their 40 men that aren't as good as some of the guys that are coming to camp as non-roster invitees. So right, um, we'll right. just we'll just have to wait and see. And, and you know, I, I'm going to I'm gonna trust in, in Bruce Bochy, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. go in this time with the um, – with, with uh, I'm, I'm going to give him much more leeway than I, than I had whenever they went to Woody. Yeah. Yeah, old old Woodward. So let's uh let's close out with our final question of the of the day. And it's a pretty broad question, but I think it's something that we can't ignore. And that is the health of the team. Just just the health of this team. I think if this team stays healthy, they are literally they are they are one hundred and ten percent unarguably a contender. Yeah, yeah. But they have to, you know, they have to stay healthy and I mean um, you know, I mean, I'm going to name a few guys and I know you have someone else that you want to talk about, but I'm going to name a few guys. I'm not going to talk about them, but just some guys that, you know, we need to talk, we need to keep an eye on. Obviously if we've talked about Mitch Garver, uh, is a guy that definitely has to stay healthy. Josh Young, um, needs to yeah. stay healthy. I mean, cause I he's, mean, when he's, you he's, think about it, uh, yeah. what did we, did we talk about this the other day that, I mean, uh, um, uh, they've got a lot of guys in their minor leagues that have a lot more bats than Josh Young, and I yeah. mean even 
even some of the dudes that are, you know, down east and, you mm-hmm. know, a Yossi Galan probably has more at-bats in the minor leagues than Josh mm-hmm. Young. So, yep. you know, but, I mean, he's a far more advanced player than Yossi Galan yep. or Galan. But, you know, it's, yep. it's still, though, those those plate appearances aren't there. So it's going to be, you know, he's got to stay healthy and get those plate appearances this year. Yeah, um, a guy that spent some time on the, the disabled list last year, John Gray. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Heaney. It's important uh, for Heaney, those guys. Nate Degrom, I mean, uh, it's... yeah, Jake, Jake Degrom, yes. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, yeah. that's what I said. Um, that's right. Of yeah, course. Leclerc in the bullpen, Jose Leclerc, or yeah, Jonathan Hernandez. Jonathan Hernandez. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because you're already, you're already going to be a man down with uh, um, Martin, Brett Martin on the DL, and you know, I mean, Brock Burke had been injured prior to last year. Um, Joe Barlow got hurt last year. You know, Taylor yeah. Hearn's pretty steady. Uh, I. You know, uh, Danny Duffy's coming off of an injury. Yep. Kennedy has is, is been injured in the past. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, t- injuries are a part of the game. And, uh, you know, they're going to happen. Someone's going to spend some time on the 10-man or the 10-day DL. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to limit that and hope that, uh, you know, some of those starting pitchers that, that people are worried about. But the guy that I'm worried about more than all of those dudes. Okay. Talk All about those it. dudes. I'm talking about the guy that's got the biggest contract on the team. Okay. Corey Seager is the guy that I worry about. Yeah. Okay. He stayed healthy last year. That's one year. Yeah. That's one year. That's one that's year. It. But I mean, prior to that, he's only had one other year in his seven years where he played 150, 155 games. So, yep. you know, I'm not saying that I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying I'm still not, you know, like when, when, we talked about it, you know, if, if you were okay with Seager, the Seager deal, you can't be mad about the DeGrom deal because they both yeah. kind of got that checkered pass when it comes to injuries. Yep. And I think that Corey Seager is probably the most concerning guy on their squad. And I hope that's not the case. And I hope he plays 150 games this year. Yep. But he's one of those guys that you got to worry about because, he, you know, you just don't know. You just don't know. Uh, 100% agree, and and I think I will say here's the silver lining to all of that is that as long as they don't have any kind of like season-ending, you know, Tommy John surgeries or rotator cuffs torn or, you know, broken, broken something or torn ACLs or any – as long as we can avoid that type of injury uh, to the major players – the silver lining is is they're very deep in in their minor league and it gives the opportunity for some of these on deck guys that are they're just chomping at the bit to come in and play major league baseball and show and prove that they belong at the big league level and we all want to see them it gives those guys the opportunity uh to kind of show where they're at because a lot of those guys weren't ready to do that last year but a lot of those guys are ready to do that this year and again, we've talked at length about uh, the depth of this farm system. And I think the silver lining here is, is, hey, you know what? If Seager does miss 10, 12, 15, 20 games, um, it gives the opportunity for another, uh, uh, our, our top, one, some of our top um, guys in our top 20 to, to come in and, and get some Major League Baseball experience. Cody no, Freeman. I want Seager to play. <laughs> right, right. Of course no, we I do. want Seager to play. Of course we do. Yeah, we, want, yeah. we want them all to play. Okay, but I'm also saying the silver lining of that is is that it gives these guys uh, the possibility of coming in and play. I think the only guy that 
uh, needs to needs to to have a really a full season this year um, without any time spent on the DL is Josh Young just because uh, he hasn't proven anything and I think he needs to yeah. he needs to well, do he that needs this a full year. season. Yeah, no, there's no doubt that he does, and uh, there's a lot of guys that have a lot of things to prove here this year, and I think John Gray wants to prove that he can stay healthy. I think that Degrom Heaney and Evaldi want to you know cash in on these contracts that they signed yep. and i know that martin perez wants to stay healthy and that's never really been outside of his tommy john he hasn't ever really been a guy that hasn't been uh pretty consistent throughout the full year so you know they got some uh they got some question marks and every team has question marks this time of the year um you know we'll know more in september right <laughs> absolutely absolutely he's really excited uh, about uh you know uh not opening day, but uh, spring training, ready for them to get out there and start playing some games, and we get some real news to report. So um, I got nothing else for tonight if you don't, brother. No, I got nothing else. Uh, you know, we'll just figure out what we're doing on Thursday, on yeah. Thursday, because, you know, something may happen tomorrow, something may not happen tomorrow, but I think we, uh, we'll uh, we'll just kind of keep our plans loose until then, and maybe we'll have some more questions. And if you have some questions, Hit us up on those social medias that we spend the majority of the first half of the show talking about and uh, ask, <laughs> ask away. Ask away. Absolutely. Uh, again, uh, we'll be off tomorrow. So uh, enjoy your day off uh, as well. And uh, we will be back on Thursday and hopefully enjoy the show tonight and enjoy the format and uh, just enjoy talking some baseball with us. And we are Texas Rangers with the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of Texans. And tonight we are done, so we are signing out.